the law school of America. An express trust is a trust created in express terms, and usually in writing, as distinguished from one inferred by the law from the conduct or dealings of the parties. Property is transferred by a person, called a truster, settler, or grantor, to a transferee, called the trustee, who holds the property for the benefit of one or more persons, called beneficiaries. The trustee may distribute the property, or the income from that property, to the beneficiaries. Express trusts are frequently used in common law jurisdictions as methods of wealth preservation or enhancement. Terms. Law generally requires only a simple formality to create an express trust. In certain jurisdictions, an express trust may even be established orally. Typically, a settler would record the disposition, where real property is to be held in trust or the value of property in trust is large. Where legal title to property is being passed to a trustee, a deed of settlement or trust instrument, for jurisdictions that do not recognize deeds, may be used. Where property is to continue to be held by the person making the trust, a declaration of trust will be appropriate. Often, a trust corporation or more than one trustee is appointed to allow for uninterrupted administration of the trust in the event of a trustee's resignation, death, bankruptcy or incapacity. Additionally a protector may be appointed who, for example, is authorized to appoint new trustees and to review the trustees' annual accounts. To be valid at common law, a trust instrument must ascertain its beneficiaries, as well as the res, a Latin term meaning thing, or subject matter of the trust, unless it is a charitable trust which does not provide specific beneficiaries. To be valid in equity, a trust must satisfy the following elements. 1. Property or rights of a kind which can be the subject of a trust to a declaration of trust or disposition on trust by a person legally competent to create a trust 3. Certainty of property and objects, trust must be administratively workable for compliance with requirements regarding evidence 5. Compliance with rule against remoteness of vesting, rule against perpetuities and rule against inalienability of income for longer than the perpetuity period common forms of express trust. Bear trust. Property transferred to another to hold for example, for a third person absolutely. May be of use where property is to be held and invested on behalf of a minor child or mentally incapacitated person. Life interest trust. The income from property transferred is paid to one person, the life tenant for example, a widower, during their lifetime and thereafter is transferred to another person, who may take absolutely or a second life interest according to the terms of the trust, in the second case a third beneficiary would come into play. The trustees may have power to pay capital as well as income to the life tenant. Alternatively, they may have rights to transfer, appoint, property to other beneficiaries ahead of their entitlement. Discretionary Trust the trustees may pay out income to whichever of the beneficiaries a, in the reasonable exercise of their discretion, think fit. They will normally also have the power to pay out capital. They may have extensive powers, even to add new beneficiaries, but such powers may normally only be exercised bona fide in the interests of the beneficiaries as a whole. Discretionary trusts must not be indefinite and are subject to the rule against perpetuities. In New South Wales, the time prescribed is a statutory period of 80 years from the date the disposition takes effect. Charitable trusts. This is also a form of discretionary trust. Trusts for a purpose, as opposed to for individuals, are generally invalid at common law. However, charities are an exception. Persons wishing to pass money to causes not recognized as charitable may instead make gifts to established companies or associations or may establish trusts or trust-like structures and jurisdictions which do not restrict non-charitable purpose trusts, for example Jersey Trusts, 
Danish and U.S. foundations and Liechtenstein Anstalts. Protective trusts and spendthrift trusts can be established to provide an income for persons who cannot be trusted with it. Three certainties of express trust. Certainty of intention, must be real intention by the settler to dispose of property and create trust, not just make a gift. A trust also can't be created contrary to the intention of the settler alleged to have created it. Commissioner of Stamp Duties, QLD, V. Jolliffe. Certainty of subject, the property the subject of the trusts must be sufficiently ascertainable at the time the trust was created. Harrigan v. Federal Commissioner of Taxation, 1988. Certainty of object, beneficiaries must be ascertainable. Fixed trust-list certainty rule, test C for example, West v. Weston, 1998. Discretionary trust criterion certainty test. Is whether it can be said that a given individual is or is not a member of the range of objects, class, Rebottensteed trusts, McPhail v. Dalton. Variation of trust in English law. The Variation of Trusts Act 1958 gave the courts the power to vary trusts in the following circumstances. S11A Any person having, directly or indirectly, an interest, whether vested or contingent, under the trusts who by reason of infancy or other incapacity is incapable of assenting, or S11B Any person, whether ascertained or not, who may become entitled, directly or indirectly, to an interest under the trusts as being at a future date or on the happening of a future event a person of any specified description or a member of any specified class of persons, so however that this paragraph shall not include any person who would be of that description, or a member of that class, as the case may be, if the said date had fallen or the said event had happened at the date of the application to the court, or S11C any person unborn, or S11D any person in respect of any discretionary interest of his under protective trusts where the interest of the principal beneficiary has not failed or been determined. The court does not have the power to consent to the variation of a trust on behalf of an ascertained individual who is sui juris. Someone above the age of consent and of sound mind. Forms of trust used by U.S. persons. Certain U.S. jurisdictions and other jurisdictions have developed a radically different interpretation of the trust. Valid trusts can be established by persons who then continue to deal with property as if it were their own during their lifetime, the trust crystallizing on death. Trust funds can be taxed as legal entities by election. For United States income tax purposes, a business entity may elect to be treated either as a corporation or as other than a corporation. This entity classification election is made by filing Internal Revenue Service Form 8832. Absent filing the form, a default classification applies. U.S. corporations of the type that can be publicly traded must be treated as corporations. There is a list of specific foreign entities that must be treated as corporations. The election is effective for federal income tax purposes. If an entity is not classified as a corporation, it is treated as a partnership for U.S. tax purposes if it has more than one owner, or is treated as a disregarded entity if it has a single owner, for example, is treated as part of the single owner. The classification of either a U.S. or non-U.S. entity for U.S. tax purposes has no effect for purposes other than U.S. income tax. Forms of trust used by U.K. taxpayers. Accumulation and maintenance trust. A variation on the discretionary trust, the A&M does not carry the inheritance tax disadvantages of a discretionary settlement but can only be established for persons under 25 who must be entitled to income at that age. Allows the accumulation of income within the trust until 25. Disabled Trust. Similar to an A&M trust but established for a disabled person. Reverter to Settler Trust. A trust where, 
On the death of the life tenant, the property reverts to the person making the gift. Nil rate ban discretionary trust. UK inheritance tax is payable at 40% on estates worth over £325,000 for the 2009-2010 tax year. If assets up to that value are placed in a discretionary trust during a person's lifetime, the trust will not be taken into account for inheritance tax if the person survives for a further seven years. Likewise in a will, many persons leave a legacy on discretionary trusts so as to take full advantage of their nil rate band, gifts to spouses and registered civil partners being wholly exempt. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. A charitable trust is an irrevocable trust established for charitable purposes and, in some jurisdictions, a more specific term than charitable organization. A charitable trust enjoys a varying degree of tax benefits in most countries. It also generates goodwill. Some important terminology in charitable trusts is the term corpus, Latin for body, which refers to the assets with which the trust is funded, and the term donor, which is the person donating assets to a charity. United States In the United States, many individuals use charitable trusts to leave all or a portion of their estate to charity when they die both for philanthropic purposes and for certain tax benefits. Charitable trusts may be set up in dur vivos, during a donor's life, or as a part of a trust or will at death, testamentary. There are two basic types of U.S. charitable trusts, charitable remainder trusts, CRT, and charitable lead trusts, CLT. Charitable remainder trusts are irrevocable structures established by a donor to provide an income stream to the income beneficiary while the public charity or private foundation receives the remainder value when the trust terminates. These split-interest trusts are defined in Section 664 of the Internal Revenue Code and are normally tax-exempt. A Section 664 trust makes its payments, either of a fixed amount, charitable remainder annuity trust, or a percentage of trust principal, charitable remainder unit trust, to either the donor or another named beneficiary. If the trust qualifies under IRS code, the donor may claim a charitable income tax deduction for their donation to the trust. Additionally, the donor may not have to pay an immediate capital gains tax when the trust disposes of the appreciated asset and purchases other income-generating assets to fund the trust. At the end of the trust term, which may be based on either lives or a term of years, the charity receives whatever amount is left in the trust. Charitable remainder unit trusts provide some flexibility in the distribution of income, and may be helpful in retirement planning. While charitable remainder annuity trusts paying a fixed dollar amount are more rigid and usually appeal to much older donors unconcerned about inflation's impact on income distributions who are using cash or marketable securities to fund the trust. Charitable lead trusts are the opposite of charitable remainder trusts and first make payments to charity for the term of the trust. As with charitable remainder trust, payments may be either of a fixed amount, charitable lead annuity trust, or a percentage of trust principal, charitable lead unit trust. At the end of the trust term, the remainder can either go back to the donor or to heirs named by the donor. The donor may sometimes claim a charitable income tax deduction or a gift-slash-estate tax deduction for making a lead trust gift, depending on the type of a charitable lead trust. Generally, a non-grantor lead trust does not generate a current income tax deduction, but it eliminates the asset, or part of the asset's value, from the donor's estate. United Kingdom In England and Wales, Charitable trusts are a form of express trust dedicated to charitable goals. There are a variety of advantages to charitable trust status, including exemption from most forms of tax and freedom for the trustees not found in other types of English trust. To be a valid charitable trust, the organization must demonstrate both a charitable purpose and a public benefit. 
Applicable charitable purposes are normally divided into four categories, trusts for the relief of poverty, trusts for the promotion of education, trusts for the promotion of religion, and all other types of trust recognized by the law, which includes trusts for the benefit of animals and trusts for the benefit of a locality. There is also a requirement that the trust's purposes benefit the public, or some section of the public, and not simply a group of private individuals. Such trusts will be invalid in several circumstances. Charitable trusts are not allowed to be run for profit, nor can they have purposes that are not charitable, unless these are ancillary to the charitable purpose. In addition, it is considered unacceptable for charitable trusts to campaign for political or legal change, although discussing political issues in a neutral manner is acceptable. Charitable trusts, as with other trusts, are administered by trustees, but there is no relationship between the trustees and the beneficiaries. This results in two things. First, the trustees of a charitable trust are far freer to act than other trustees, and, secondly, beneficiaries cannot bring a court case against the trustees. Rather, the beneficiaries are represented by the Attorney General for England and Wales as a parens patriae, who appears on the part of the Crown. Jurisdiction over charitable disputes is shared equally between the High Court of Justice and the Charity Commission. The Commission, the first port of call, is tasked with regulating and promoting charitable trusts, as well as providing advice and opinions to trustees on administrative matters. Where the Commission feels there has been mismanagement or maladministration, it can sanction the trustees, removing them, appointing new ones or temporarily taking the trust property itself to prevent harm being done. Where there are flaws with a charity, the High Court can administer schemes directing the function of the charity. An interest in possession trust is a trust in which at least one beneficiary has the right to receive the income generated by the trust, if trust funds are invested, or the right to enjoy the trust assets for the present time in another way. The beneficiary with the right to enjoy the trust property for the time being is said to have an interest in possession and is colloquially described as an income beneficiary, or the life tenant. Beneficiaries of a trust have an interest in possession if they have the immediate and automatic right to receive the income arising from the trust property as it arises, or have the use and enjoyment of it, such as by living in a property owned by the trustees. Such a beneficiary is also known as an income beneficiary or life tenant. There may be more than one income beneficiary, who may have either a joint tenancy or as tenants in common. The trustee must pass all of the income received, less any trustees' expenses, to the beneficiaries. For income tax purposes, the income so accruing to the income beneficiary is taxable income of the beneficiary, and taxed accordingly, unless otherwise exempted. A beneficiary who is entitled to the income of the trust for life is known as a life tenant or as having a life interest. A beneficiary who is entitled to the trust capital is known as the remainderman or the capital beneficiary. A trust can give the interest in possession to a beneficiary for a fixed period, for an indefinite period or, more usually, for the rest of the beneficiary's life. Such a life interest trust is the most common example of an interest in possession trust. In the United Kingdom, the 10 yearly inheritance tax charge may be payable on assets transferred into this type of trust on or after March 22, 2006. In the example of a life interest trust, the interest in possession ends when the income beneficiary dies. The capital of the trust will then pass to another beneficiary, or more than one. Where a charity has the right to income under a trust, it will also have an interest in possession, but this will clearly not be a life interest trust. An example would be a trust under which an art gallery has the right to display works owned by the trustees for a certain period. Either the will or trust deed establishing the trust, or the general law, 
will set out how tax and trustees' expenses will be divided between the income beneficiary and the capital of the trust. Trustee investment policies will also allow emphasis on either present income, which may reduce the real value of the capital, or capital growth, increasing income in the long term and capital remaining when the interest in possession is terminated, or a balance. Interest in possession trusts may be created as part of the will. Typically, a surviving spouse will be granted by the settler a right to the income of the trust and or a right to remain in the family home for the remainder of their life. When the surviving spouse dies, the rest of the fund, the remainder, may pass to the couple's children or other named persons. Examples The Duchy of Cornwall is the legal owner of large land holdings in the United Kingdom and owns financial investments. The Duke of Cornwall has an interest in possession in the duchy's assets, meaning the duke is entitled to the income of the duchy and the enjoyment of its assets. When there is no duke, the lifetime, inter vivas, owner, the interest in possession reverts to the pre-1337 owner, the crown. It is then under its exceptional statutory and quasi-statutory terms revested in the future Duke of Cornwall, which means it is not subject to the rule against perpetuities. The Law School of America the content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America